Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Amen. Galatians 6, verse number 1 through 5. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual restore such a one. In the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man thinketh himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work. Then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the word. Lord, thank you, Jesus, for people that have come together tonight, Lord, to hear your word. Asking you, Lord, for the anointing upon these lips of clay. We stand, God, as a Lord Jesus, a container of the message and asking you that you would speak through us that hearts and lives would be changed, God, not by our voice, but by your word tonight, Lord. Strengthen us in the word, O God, and encourage us in the days ahead, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. You can be seated. Clap your hands to the Lord. Just let me get a drink of water for us. Tonight I want to teach on this subject. And, uh, you know, as I've done many times, and most ministers don't do this, but I'm going to do it open format tonight if you've got something you want to add then lift your hand and I'll try to get to you in between the preaching teaching preaching whatever man there are some key words tonight in this that began to strike the chords of my heart and God began to talk to me and I want to speak on the restorers and the publishers the restorers and the publishers now, I want you to zero in on some words that we're going to be talking about. He said, if a man be overtaken, so hold on to that word. Hold on, in a fault, hold on to the word fault. Ye which are spiritual, those are key words, hold on to the word spiritual. And then restore, hold on to that word too going to be talking about these things. I think that too many times we are quick to publish people's mistakes. And if not careful, to cut them off. I might remind you, even verse 2, it said to bear you one another's burden. And 
I began to study. That word bear takes on different meanings in different scripture, but in this context of scripture, the word bear there means to remove. Now, it don't just tell us to help with the burden, but it says to remove it. Remove your brother's burden. Carry it for him. It's not what that what God does with us sometimes. He carries our burdens. I believe it was pastor that even maybe last Wednesday night mentioned the footprints in the sand. You know that sometimes there is only two, two footprints. It's because that's when he's carrying us. I don't know about you, but I feel like a many a time in my life that I've found God that there has only been two footprints in the sand where there was four. And he is carrying me. And that's what we're to do. We're to bear one another's burdens. We're to remove the burden if possible from them. Amen. And then verse 4 says, Let every man prove. Everybody said prove. And that said prove his own work. That means to test it or examine himself. The Bible says to examine ourselves to see if we're in the faith. So you and I have got some testing, amen, before we start publishing things. Amen. It says to be not overtaken in a fault, those that are overtaken. If a man be overtaken in a fault. The word fault there indicating a sin involving guilt. Amen. A, if I can say it, a missing of the mark rather than a transgression of the law, a missing of the mark, not a transgression against the law. Understand that. It is an unintentional, can I say, slide, slip. Has anybody ever had something to slip up on you? And it happened so quick that you wondered, where did that come from and how did I do that and what made me do that? And I don't understand where that come from. It was that slide slip. It, it just happened so quick. It was, it was not an intentional thing, but it was an unintentional thing. It was something that was not meant, and you were overtaken in a fault, and you knew it right as soon as it happened, and you put it under the blood. Lord help if some people seen you that make that mistake and publish it even though you've already repented of it and laid it aside. Amen. So let's just pray to God that we're not the one that's overtaken in the fall. Amen. He, I, I know that he even brought up the woman that was found in the very act of adultery. And they called all of her accusers, the Lord did, and began to write on the ground. They said, Lord, uh, you know, our law says that we ought to stone her. What do you say? So he just bent down, began to write on the ground. There's a lot of different stories of people, what they think he wrote on the ground. Really, I think they've seen themselves. He began to write some things down that they recognized. Amen. And uh, before you know it, her accusers were gone. He said, he that is without sin, let him cast the first stone. Amen. I'm going to tell you, whenever people start saying, if you're without sin, then you go ahead and you throw a stone. 
Boy, that shut a lot of us off. I'm telling you because we're none of us without sin. We're none of us perfect. There's, there's nobody. I, I've had my wife to check lately. There's no wings growing on my back yet. Brother Matt, it's, it's, they're, they're still flat back there. I, they're, they're, they're not started yet, y'all. And I don't know about you, but if they're not started, then I'm not near finished. Come on. And uh, so we got to be careful. Amen. Tonight, I want to be a restorer rather than a publisher. Amen. Galatians uh, 6 and 1, talking about the spiritual, you know, overtaken in a fault. Ye which are spiritual. Everybody said spiritual. I know you're all so spiritual and here I'm up here and I'm just not spiritual at all and I have problems, you know. I've I battle with things that you all don't. I know you're you're just so perfect that you don't battle with things at all. But the word spiritual there, the Greek word for spiritual means non carnal. Have we got any non carnal people in here? Amen. It means to be regenerate or born anew. It means to be renewed spiritually. Anybody been re renewed spiritually just lately? And I like this, and I began uh, even at 12, 1 o'clock this morning, sitting in here at my desk, I began to study, and, and, uh, and, and, and this began to take on a whole new meaning when I looked at the word spiritual and it said it was those that was under the influence of the Holy Ghost. Glory. Now I know you can have the Holy Ghost and not be under its influence. How many knows that? I've got the Holy Ghost and, and you know I pray the Holy Ghost leads me most of the time. But I'm going to tell you there is times that I lead my Holy Ghost. Anybody ever done that? You get in trouble doing it, but a lot of times if you're not careful, you'll step ahead of the Holy Ghost. And the truth is we get out from under the influence of it. Oh, and when you get out from under the influence of the Holy Ghost, you're in the flesh. If the Spirit in there then you are under the flesh. I don't, I don't know about you, but I worry about me in the flesh. Come on, if I, can, if I can get under the influence of the Holy Ghost, if I, can, if I can pray, come on, with words that cannot be uttered, if I can get in the move, if I can find His Spirit, if I can find where He's at, come on. The Bible said to search after Him, if happily I might find Him. Feel after Him and find Him. I don't know about you, but... But there is a time that we're living in right now that you've got to feel after the Lord. It's not just we come into the house of God and we're under the influence of the Holy Ghost all at once. I'm telling you, we've got to come in and feel after him and find where he's at. In fact, the Bible even told us how to find him and told us what to take with us to find him. Words, take with you words. Amen. We, we got to find him. And I don't know about you, but I want to be counted worthy. Come on, to be called spiritual. Anybody want to be called spiritual? Hallelujah. Anybody want to be under the influence of the Holy Ghost? 
I wonder what it'd be like if all of us would come in and we'd all be under the influence of the Holy Ghost. We know what happens when everybody gets under the influence of the Holy Ghost. We come in here on a Sunday night, people get under the influence of the Holy Ghost. The first thing you know is the Holy Ghost takes over. And pastor don't have to preach because God takes over and starts speaking. Now this, this body is fitly joined together and God didn't make any mistakes. Glory. Don't want to get ahead of myself here, but, but he didn't make any mistakes. In fact, if I, could, if I could talk about the influence a little bit. If you're under the influence of alcohol, you're not yourself. I've heard people say so-and-so is just so timid, so nice, but when they get under the influence of alcohol, they become a different person. It's because they're under the influence of alcohol. The alcohol is influencing you to do things you would not normally do. Now, if you're under the influence of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will influence you to do some things that you would not normally do. Come on now. Somebody stay with me. I said the Holy Ghost will call you to do some things that you would normally do. The flesh would not do it, but if we're under the influence of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will do it. Oh, I'm about to feel the anointing in this place. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I want under the influence of the Holy Ghost. Come on. If alcohol can take people over and make them kill people and do things, beat on their wives and do things that they would want to never want to do, I want to get under the Holy Ghost and do some things under the influence of the Holy Ghost in my family that I wouldn't normally do. Let it be Christ in me, the hope of glory. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, pray, I'm about to feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Hallelujah. I want to get under the influence of the Holy Ghost. I want to do just like Mama said. I want to get under the spout where the glory pours out. Just let them turn on a faucet and let me get under that spout. Let me be under that influence of the Holy Ghost. Oh, Jesus. I want to be influenced by it. I don't want to be influenced by the world, but I want to be influenced by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. I want to be led by it. Praise God. Hallelujah. So if we can get under the influence of the Holy Ghost, then we'll start doing things right. Come on. I will become a restorer if I'm under the influence of the Holy Ghost. If I get off, get off under the influence of the Holy Ghost... I'll be a publisher. Hmm. Glory. I'm going to talk more about that after a while. The Bible says, though, to restore such a one. That that has been overtaken in a fault. If your brother be overtaken in a fault, you that are spiritual. Everybody said spiritual. Everybody say under the influence of the Holy Ghost. So before we say anything, when we see somebody in a fault, the first thing we ought to do is check out and see if I'm under the influence of the Holy Ghost or I'm just in the flesh. 
careful what I say. Because I can say something that will harm or hurt somebody that they'll never show up again if I'm not careful. I'll run them away. Instead of restore them, I've published what they have done and they'll leave and never come back. God help me. God help us, church. Come on, we can never grow a church and have publishers. We gotta have restores. Come on, we gotta have people under the influence. Ho oh, oh, ho, come on. I don't know about you, but I want to come together under the influence. Oh, my God. How many times have, have y'all went to, and we go to work, and usually we go to work in the flesh. But how many times while you was at, uh, at work in the flesh did the influence of the Holy Ghost take over and you started speaking to somebody and you found it was no longer you, but it was God? And just, and just the same way that you're overtaken in a fault so quickly and not understand where it come from, when the, when the Holy Ghost inspires you, it takes over and you think, man, where'd that come from? Them words, where did they come from? You know what? It was no longer you that spoke but God. So I want to be just as much on guard on the other side of the fence that I don't want to publish something without being under the influence of the Holy Ghost. God, let me be careful. This is a teaching of warning tonight for us to be careful. If we're going to grow a church, we're going to do it by love. We're going to be a do it by restoring and not publishing. You know? Glory. Hallelujah. So the Bible says to restore such a one. Now, I, I began, this was really, this started the whole thing way back two three months ago when I was reading that this I come across this restore such a one it grabbed a hold of me and brother Michael I began to check his word out and it it means far more than I ever realized that it meant you know if I ask brother Freddie gonna take something to him let him restore it he's gonna make it as close as he can like new He's going to bring it back to its original condition. But restore in the Greek takes on the same meaning, Brother Matt, as to set a dislocated bone back in place. Think about that. If you wound a limb or dislocate a bone, you don't cut it off. But you put it back in its place or nurse it back to health. When you get wounded just because you wounded that arm, you don't take the knife and whack it off. You don't amputate it. You don't get rid of it. When somebody makes a mistake in church, we don't cut them off. Amen? Come on. If somebody makes a mistake in church and they, they found in fault that all at once they fall to a fault, something that was unintentional, it's not something that they do every day. They're not a sinner. Come on. There's somebody that's walking with God and they've been overtaken. Everybody said overtaken. If you've been overtaken, it seems like there's a race on and you've lost. 
So it's not somebody that's out here sinning every day, but it's somebody that's been overtaken with a fault. It's, it's slipped in. It's a, it's a slide slip, if you please. It wasn't meant to happen, and, and it was unintentional, and they done it and still didn't realize how quick it happened and where it come from. Come on now. But if we're not careful, if we're not under the influence of the Holy Ghost, we'll become a publisher. And we'll publish that person's fault. And pretty soon, we won't have that person. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. We need to nurse them back to health. Come on. Wouldn't it be wonderful if people held out a helping hand instead of a pointing finger. God help us. You know, you know, I've seen people that's so animate about it that they would rather see them backslide and go back out in the world and to get renewed. They're almost happy about where they're at. Well, bless God, they deserve it. Got just what they deserved. Come on, that's a publisher. Let us make sure we're under the influence of the Holy Ghost, realizing that it could have been us in the same spot. Come on, because none of us have, come on, none of us are perfect. The Bible said we've all sinned and we've come short. In other words, I've not made the mark. So if I sinned and come short, then that don't mean I'm a sinner. That means I've got a fault, I've, I've made a mistake, and I need to be restored. Restore such a one. Bring that dislocated bone back in place. Come on. Let me tell you something. The, the church is put together as a body. It's fitly joined together. Some are hands, fingers, toes, ears, eyes. Come on. Everything, every piece of the body is in the church. I'm going to tell you, if we cut somebody out of the church, then there is a piece missing. Part of the body is missing. Come on. If we're a publisher and that person walks out the door and never comes through again, then we've lost a part of the body. I don't know about you, but that makes me want to cry. I'm not going to mention no name. But I know of churches. You have probably heard of churches. I know churches that their pastors fell by sin. And it has affected a whole church. And I'm going to tell you, I have seen people that would rather for that person and those persons to just backslide and go plumb out than to ever be restored. But I'm going to tell you, we as Christians ought to be careful because all of us have got within us that thing to sin. It was born in us. We were all born with that fleshly, Adamic nature. Come on. That we could all sin. The only thing, it just wasn't us. I got to be careful publishing 
Because if I'm not careful, if I'm not under the influence of the Holy Ghost, I can become a publisher and kill that person. I can cut them off. Come on, sever it from the body. God didn't mean for that to happen. What he meant is for us that are spiritual. Come on, we that are influenced. Come on now, I'm hoping I'm putting you all in it. I said we that are influenced by the Holy Ghost, the Bible said to restore such a one. If it takes all of us and the influence of all of us to restore such a one, we need to do it. God help us. My Lord, this is not just, well, it's Brother McGee. Sir, hey, you need to go talk to so-and-so. What's wrong with you? Hey, this is a body. I may be the head, but you're the hands. Come on now. Pastor, not here tonight, so I have to be the head tonight, I guess. Come on. We need some feet. We need some eyes. We need some ears. We need some people listening for some things. Come on. God has moved in the church and he's given people, some people ears just to be able to pick up on something that needs to be done. He's given others eyes that they can see something that needs to be done. So the whole body comes to, you ever notice, I'm going to tell you what, if you, if you cut that little finger open, the whole body goes to that little finger. Oh. You know, when Brother Matt hits the wrong nail, every part of the body reacts to that. Come on, church. And the church ought to react to it, but we ought not to publish it. Laugh about them getting their finger mashed. Not, not literally, but spiritually. You old hypocrite. Bible said to restore such a one. And, so, and have you ever noticed some people who said, I can't believe they've done that. Well, bless God, who are you, an angel? A quick slip, a quick slip of the tongue. You ever know, you ever know somebody that's, that's come and found God and had given their heart to God and may receive the Holy Ghost and all that and just out of the clear blew us? because of where they had come from before a quick slip of the tongue wasn't intentional didn't mean to and when they'd done it it just felt like oh just so so and it's like hey I heard so and so the other day he said a cuss word well bless God you may not have said a cuss word but you did you are a publisher. You have published something that you ought to have been praying about. The Bible said to pray about it. Come on. Go to such a one and restore them. Come on. Put the bone back in place. Come on, church. Let's be influenced by the Holy Ghost. 
Don't let the devil get the upper hand. Hey, I'm going to tell you, you're just as bad as they are in their fault. You have sinned too if you publish what they've done. Is this all right? I'm doing this with love. I'm smiling. I love y'all. I put myself in there too. I've, I've, I've been using we and me and hey, we need to restore such one. But I, it would be a wonderful thing if we would hold out a helping hand instead of pointing a crooked finger. Someone once said, one stands erect by bending over to help the fallen. Let me say it again. One stands erect by bending over to help the fallen. He rises by lifting others. You know the way you get up is when, by lifting up others? Glory. Hallelujah. He'll exalt you. Come on. He that is humble shall be exalted. But he that's exalted shall be abased. Amen. Come on. And, then, and I'm a... And, and God helped me. My younger days, I was harder. And I believe Pastor even brought that up last week, too, that, you know, as you get older, you, you kind of smooth out and you get easier. And I'm not going to say all of that's good, but a lot of it's good. A lot of it comes with experience. That you soften. Now, I'm, I'm just going to kind of relate to you and tell you why and, and, and I want to zero in on this a little bit because if we're not careful, we're quick to pull somebody out of position because of fault. Now, I'm, gonna, I'm taking you back to Scripture now. We've been studying this. Now, the Bible said if, if you find such one in fault, if, if they've been found in fault, to restore such one, right? So if you restore such a one, I'm going to speak real plainly. If I restore such a one, he don't need discipline. If I restore such a one, Brother Matt, it's like he's never made a mistake. When God, when God saved your soul, he wiped your slate clean. He didn't hold up your little banner and say, whoops, there's some little blotches there, Sister Angie. Sorry about that. When, when the devil took a look at your slate, it was pure white. There was nothing there to show that you had ever done anything wrong and Satan could not point a finger at you. Come on. So if one is found in a fall and we restore them, why punish them? They're already punished enough. They're feeling bad enough for what they've already done. In fact, most of the time, they've already repented. A wise pastor told me a long time ago, and I've tried up through the years to listen and listen more and more to this because I think there is a lot of wisdom in it. He said, if there's something that takes place in the church, somebody comes to you, don't do nothing for three days. Not nothing, only pray. 
And I've passed that on down to pastor. And we was talking a little bit about it the other day in the office. And he said, you know what? I found out that 85% of the time, maybe 90% of the time, it takes care of itself before you deal with it. Where if you'd have dealt with it, all it would have done was made it worse. Make sure you're under the influence of the Holy Ghost. Seek God first. Don't take things in your own hands. We can mess it up. But God won't. Come on. If I can just get under the influence of the Holy Ghost, if I can just get in a time of prayer, Brother Freddie, God a lot of times can change my mind. In fact, I don't know how to deal with it until I talk to him first. Jesus, help us, Lord. So if I restore such a one, he doesn't need disciplined or punished. Man, it's getting quiet in here. I thought y'all like that. Come on. If, if, if it was an intentional sin and he just happened to fall with a fall, just a, just a quickie, you know, that, that he don't even know how it got in. It just somehow it slipped in there all at once and he found himself there and felt terrible about it, you know. But if we restore such a one, we under the influence of the Holy Ghost, if we'll restore such a one, then he don't need punished. He's done been punished. He don't need punished. He don't need disciplined. Well, bless God, I'll take him off the platform. They're coming out of the choir. Bless God, they're this or they're that. I want to remind you of a story. And I, Brother Jeff Arnold preached. Listen, I've got a CD of Brother Jeff Arnold. He was telling a situation in his church, and he said, a lady that played piano, he had, had some problems and he had taken her off the platform. He said one night God began to move in the church and toward the end of the service and said the Lord was just moving in a great way and this lady was just, I mean, moving in the spirit and God just, you know, just moved on her. And he said the Lord spoke to me and said, uh, you need to tell her to come on up to the piano. He said, God, I just took her off there not very long ago. He said, yeah, but I didn't. He said, who am I to tell God what I'm going to do? He said, you know what I've done? I obeyed God and everything's been all right ever since. Let me tell you, pastors, come on, teachers, leaders, if we're not careful, we can interfere with the work that God is trying to do. You better show mercy. Lord, I don't know about you, but I want to be a restorer and not a publisher. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, glory. Now, the Scripture tells us how to restore such a one. It says, in the spirit of meekness, considering, considering, everybody said considering, thyself lest thou also be tempted. In other words, it could have been you. In 
fact, it could have just been as just as easy you as that other person that was overtaken in a fall. So don't publish it, but restore. Glory. See, the publishers publish people's mistakes and hope they are so ashamed that they never come back to church. And if they do, they hope they can't hold their head up. Lord, let's restore them back. Come on, I don't know about you, but I don't want them to get hurt. I'd soon restore them and put them right back in place. If you restore somebody, you give everything they had back. Ah, boy, that'll work on us, won't it? Come on. If you restore somebody, you put them back in their position. Come on. That bone is no longer out of place if you put it back and relocate it back in place. Come on. They repair it. They fix it. Hey, that, that, that bone doctor, he don't put that arm and joint down in the leg. He don't relocate it. He don't, he don't relocate a dislocated bone. He puts it back in place right where it belongs. It is used as the same thing that it was always used. Come on. So we got to be careful, church. If we're not careful, we can hinder and cut people off that would have never got cut off. I have seen people because of churches, because of sins, or because of faults of people that people have walked out the door by the dozens and never come back and never probably will all walk back in an apostolic church because of somebody being a publisher. But guess what? You still got the publisher. The same as I have seen a minister's fall and morality bring havoc to a church. I have watched pastors that run people off one right after another and the sin was just as bad as the sin of immorality and done, in fact, it done more. Done more damage than the person that had fell in immorality because they had run them out the door that there was nothing good to say about them. And they didn't restore them, but they published it. God helped pastors that will stand before people and publish their mistakes in front of everybody without calling them aside and talking to them and giving them a chance to straighten it out themselves. God help us. Everybody say amen. We're building a church, not tearing one down. Glory. Hallelujah. So we want to do it in the spirit of meekness, considering myself, because it could have been me. Brother Mike, Sister Brenda, Brother Heath, there are none of us were joying years ago when y'all fell a little bit by the wayside and got out of line. We're just glad to have you back. We're, we're, 
we're so glad to restore you and put you back in place. I'm not, I'm not happy that you was in sin. That don't make me happy. That don't help anybody. It don't help anybody to cut somebody off. I'm, I'm not going to tell. I'm, I'm, I'm going to just tell, give you all a little story. Sister McGee and I was someplace, and I don't even know where it was, and it's good, and I'm not going to tell. I wouldn't tell you if I did. Sister McGee and I was someplace, and we were talking to an individual that was going to an apostolic church. Something happened. The family fell out of that church. For some time now, we've been watching that family. We've invited them here several times. So just not long ago, this individual told Sister McGee, said, well, said, we found a church. He said, it's small. Not very many of us. It's close to home, and we're going there now. And when we got home and my wife told me that story, I started crying. I said, dear, how many people have we seen close enough in our area of driving distance of people that have failed Sister Paula out of the church, went on to another church, not even truth, aligned themselves with somebody else. And Sister Rhonda, we'll probably never, ever see them in an apostolic church again because somebody cut them off, published, published them to the place that they felt ashamed to even come back and sit in the midst of people. I'm not talking about one, but we could tell you of countless, countless, countless people this has happened to God help this church to be a restore God let's restore people come on let's don't bash them let's restore them and bring them back Lord Jesus we need to restore them we need to be a restore of the breach hallelujah I gotta hurry hallelujah hallelujah How many times are we to forgive? Well, Matthew 18, 21, 22 said, Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how oft shall, shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times. Jesus said to him, I say unto thee, until seven times, but 70 times seven. Let me tell you, we need to realize that to err is human. To forgive is divine. Let me say again. I said to err is human. To forgive is divine. God. I don't know about you, but I'd a lot rather forgive. We are not to put a heavy yoke on our brethren, but we are to lighten the load. We are to remove it. Come on. Yeah. We're, we're unloading. Take it off. Take all the burden off we can. 
In other words, instead of publishing what he's done, we need to forgive him. Or her. Or them. Or whatever. We need not to hold that over their head. Well, you've done this or you've done that. No, sir. I forgive you. Bless God. Come on into fellowship. Let us, let us put you back in the body where you belong. Let us fix that broken arm. There's too many of us going around like Sister Rhonda right now spiritually. She don't need punish. She needs a bone put back in place and healed. Glory. Hallelujah. Well, I'm trying, y'all. I'm trying. I'm getting there. Conceit has no place in the church. I, you hear? I said conceit has no place in the church. For he that think, for if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. There's no place for conceit. Glory. Amen. The restorer says, it could have been me. That's what the restorer says. I'm not past making a mistake. Hey, I'm not perfect. It could have been me that fell instead of them. I, oh, yeah. I, I have seen pastors fall, and I've seen other pastors said, I'm telling you what. I don't think they need didn't dear enough. Let me tell you. If he felt by immorality, I'm telling you, he already feels bad enough. Come on, when they yes, sir, they done feel bad enough. They know truth. They know what's right. Amen. Hallelujah. See, the restorer says it could have been me. I'm not past making a mistake. This is really the law of sharing and caring. The law of sharing and caring. We need to share and we need to care. Amen. Hebrews 12 and 1. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I've got to get this verse and then we'll quit. Hebrews 12 and 1. Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which do, do us so easily. Everybody said beset. Beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. The besetting sin is the one that catch you off guard. Now, let me explain besetting sin or the, the sin that besets you. According to Hebrew, that is the one that stands around us all the time. It's the closest to us. It's the one that clings to us or surrounds us. It's, it's the one that is ever-present. It's always there waiting, waiting its turn. It's the one that, that has all things in its favor. Time, place, and opportunity. Come on. It is the besetting sin. It's the one that is more prominent in your life. It's, you ever notice that 
when you come to God, what happens? The enemy works on you of where you was at. The easiest place, the, 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 the one that you succumb to the most, he works on you that the most. If you're on drugs, he's going to be after you with drugs. If you're an alcoholic, just the smell of alcohol. You need to just cross over and walk down. Come on. Whatever is besetting and will swallow you up, you need to stay away from. If it's your old friends, then you need to change friends. Because they've got a way of influencing you to do something, and the first thing you know, you've done it, and don't even know how you've done it. Because it was so prevalent in your past that the enemy, it's a besetting sin. Now, he holds that dear because it's, it's the thing that's easiest to cross you up. If cigarettes get a hold of you, then he'll try to trip you up with those. Whatever's the easiest. Whatever he can defile you with, the easiest and the quickest, that's what he's up to. Come on. If you was a womanizer, then he's probably going to send women your way. Come on. If you like men, he's probably going to send men your way. Some of them saying, praise God. Almost read between the lines then. Say, that besetting sin is the one that has opportunity. The heart and the object and the one that meets you at every turn. And it's always, and it's always presenting itself to you. You don't have to look for it. It's there. It'll hunt you. You don't have to hunt it. Come on, tell me. Somebody's had this problem, haven't you, in the past? You've, you've had something that just shows up. You know, it's... Lord, I don't know about you, but I want to be the restorer and not the publisher. And if we can all zero in on this tonight and we can become the restorer, there may be some people in here right now that needs to be restored. You know? I, I, I'm telling you, it's easy. We have seen... We've seen some individuals that have walked back in these doors time after time, be away a while, here they come again. And if we're not careful, we can be a publisher. They'll never be back. And I've always said, well, at least they're church. Every trip is a step closer to the altar. Every step, every time they come through the door, 
It's another chance, church. It's another time that I've given that I can help restore that individual instead of publish their mistake. Help me, God. Help me, God. I'm closing. I'm closing. I want to bear their burden. I know. You know, where we're at today, where we're, where we're all at, everybody's going through things. I could almost probably go down the line tonight, and every one of you, besides all of these that aren't here that's already got problems, I could go down through here, and every one of you could tell me of an instance probably within the last month or an issue between now and the, the first of the year, you could tell me of instances that you've been through, how that you've been attacked by the enemy and just nothing's going right. You could, each one of you could testify. I guarantee you and tell me how you have been mistreated, how you've been downed, how you've been wronged. Each one of us could do that. But I'm going to tell you, if we'll all grab our bootstraps and pull them up and start restoring one another, I'm not out here to get you. I'm out here to love you and help you. You're not my enemy. You're my best friend. I've told individuals that before. When they've really got down on me a time or two, say, listen, one of these things you're going, well, you're going to have to understand one thing. I'm not your worst enemy. I'm your best friend. No matter how much you think I'm down on you, I'm your best friend. I want to restore you. I don't want to see anything happen to you. I don't want to see you fall away. I don't want to see you be cut off. I don't want to be the cause of no hope. I want there to be hope. And the only way that I can have hope is to restore people. The media is half of our problems. Half the election comes from them because of all of their propaganda junk. Sometimes I wish they'd just stay out of it and let people vote how they pleased. But because of all of the junk that they dig up and try to dig up, if they can't find it, they'll try to dig something up. And it's sad that all you hear anymore is bad news. There's no such thing as good news. If you turn on the news, then you're going to hear negative, negative, negative. Well, stock market's dropped, and this one's sick, and this one's laid off, and there's no jobs. And then they turn around and try to tell you how much better off we are. The economy's better. Bunch of lars. All of them's going to find their place in hell. Lake of fire. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, thank the Lord.
Well, I'm going I'm to tell you, I'm just going to, I'm going to pray while I'm praying this altar. So if you want to come pray, if you want to restore such a one, or if you want to get restored. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.